0: What's going on, everybody? This is Will Kern from Endless Events, and welcome back to another Event Brew. I'm joined by the lovely Tui Deep. Tui, how you doing?
1: I am doing good now that we are finally recording.
0: <laughs> finally recording. Finally recording. <laughs> I mean, no helps to the other third person joining us as well, Dustin Wessling. How you doing, Dustin?
2: I'm doing all right. I'm sick of looking at all these headlines in the world, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, D- uh, Nick's out on, on a report going to collect news. Or <laughs> I out on assignment or, today. Or, <laughs> uh, out on assignment <laughs> to collect uh, coronavirus and uh, probably his children as well. Um, all right. So let's talk about, uh, we, we didn't really, well, what's in your guys' cups? Let's start with that before Will gets excited about today's weird episode.
2: What what you drinking well, to? I'm going to
1: dedicate my drink to Will So actually I have two drinks So I am going to be drinking my first. sparkling water But I grabbed another drink That I haven't even sipped yet Because it took a half an hour to hit record I'm drinking organic chocolate milk for you Ooh.
0: It's my fave I sh- Or should I say Moo Moo <laughs> 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 I love it Does the organic make it taste better?
1: It does This is actually the only chocolate milk I'll drink no. horizon organic real milk great taste
0: did, did i ever tell you when i was growing up someone told me that you shouldn't drink chocolate milk because it's just old, old like past due regular milk that they just add chocolate flavor to so you can't tell that's bad that's not true that's definitely not true. That's not true. That's <laughs> like that sounds dangerous as well, and gonna get someone sick. All right, we, D- we need, Dustin, we, what are you drinking? We need
2: to get the fact checkers on this episode. That is not true.
0: <laughs> We're really well researched. Don't yeah, we. yeah.
2: <laughs> I am drinking a grapefruit bubbly. Ooh. Do Do you guys have bubbly in the U.S.? Yeah, it's
1: super yes. popular. and Michael Blue Blay sponsors them.
2: Well, he is
0: Canadian.
1: Ooh.
0: Did you so not know he's that? You're, very nice.
1: You're my favorite Canadian. He's my second favorite Canadian. He
2: is from Vancouver. He's very talented. I went to one of his concerts a few years ago, and it's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. He's such a showman, and he just, like, constant interaction with the audience, lots of surprises. Yeah. call him, like, just, the
0: modern Frank Sinatra? Yeah. It's, yes. it's like, Was that, or is that just because he's he covers the, Frank Sinatra songs? The
2: Canadian crooner.
1: Yes. And I worked his concert, and the one thing I love is all the audience members like get dolled up. It's they're usually on a date, and then they sit down and they stay put, unlike other concerts genres. Or you dance? Um, do they dance? No, not really. Yeah,
2: I think so. There's lots. You think of, so? Yeah, there's some swaying and. Oh know, yes, yes, yeah. but not <laughs>
1: like
0: <laughs> dancing. Touch stepping, like, when like I see Justin Timberlake. I'm like going hard in the paint. <laughs> or a rave back Justin's to what we're dinner. drinking
1: really? focus you guys all right all right, all right. what are I'm you drinking? drinking
0: i'm drinking some vanilla chai from david rio um yeah it's very delicious nothing special for will today but mm. i am eating pretzel goldfish
2: wow yeah i've been listening to you eat those for the last 20 minutes been,
0: <laughs> that's
1: why dustin is
0: so <laughs> upset
2: probably why you got me in <laughs> such a crummy mood
0: <laughs> oh, very, no pun intended crummy mood.
2: crummy mood but i'm bumped. Oh,
0: man. Crunchy mood. More like it. Crunchy mood. So for today, we actually don't have a topic. We couldn't figure out a topic, but there are a lot of headlines and randomness. So we figured we would just record our conversation and talk about what's going on in the world. We probably should hit record a long time ago, but- Yes. Because we've been
1: doing this seriously for the last 37 minutes. It's literally just (laughs)
0: scrolling across all the events, industry news pages, the world news pages, and just kind of saying like, what should we talk about?
2: So there's a good good insight into how we run this show. This is typically how we do it. So <laughs> we will meet at our time and then we will flick through the internet and find topics that appeal to us all. And then we hit record and we talk about them. So for all of you that think that there's all this research that happens all week so we can bring you event brew. Uh, <laughs> this ain't your kind of
0: podcast. It's,
2: it's not true. But I think...
0: No, you did You did just turn on a topic because we hadn't researched it. You're like, go read it and then come back though. So it e- happens occasionally.
2: Yeah, but the topic is about reading it. The topic's talking about a book. If you haven't read the book, what the hell are we going to talk about?
0: An article that summarizes the book, but not even an article that summarizes the book. An article that summarizes the article that then summarizes the book.
2: Go read the fucking article then.
0: And actually, I don't like to read, so I actually watched a YouTube video that summarized the article that summarized the article that summarized the book.
2: Oh, you're painful.
0: I, mean, I don't have time to play on my TV, so it turned into a podcast actually. So For those of you guys who can videos. only
1: hear, Dustin's eyes rolled so far back, <laughs>
0: it might be stuck now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so what articles are you guys seeing? All right, all right. So well, I think I r- think
2: the point is, though, the point is, is that as we're as we're flicking through the event industry news, it is literally the same thing over and over. And I think this is the first time where I'm starting to feel like like this conversation is not advancing. We're still talking about the same things we were talking about months ago. Um,
1: Give some examples, Dustin.
2: Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Let's see here
0: get the google in ready well i think i think
2: a lot of it i think a lot of it has to do with the um what's the campaign called the light up red Red uh, Red the red alert Alert. so you know having having red alert activations happening all over the world has really like sucked up the news so i would say i mean the source that i'm looking at i'm on page 10 and it's still talking about that which i think is a good thing but once you dig into these articles you're not finding anything that is overly unique it is, it is very much still in awareness phase and I'm very, very hopeful that we get down to the nuts and bolts of what these messages are really trying to get to um, because I think I think we're all aware. We're all aware that this is a mess. Um, we need to start talking about what's next sooner than later. Know what I mean? I, will
0: admit, I usually can find an article too and there's not a lot of stuff. It's like I actually think this is really funny. We were joking about this off air, but like even just the red alert stuff taking up, but like even just like some of these article headlines I'm reading, like XYZ city adds this many hotel rooms. This city just bought, dumped $4 billion into its airport. Like, cool. I haven't been to an airport in six months, let alone seen a hotel room. Like like sometimes I feel like, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the sponsor wagging the, the editorial chain in some ways. But, and, and granted, like, A lot of sponsorship dollars I'm sure have sucked up when it comes Mm -hmm. to these publications, but I just like, I don't know, I just felt like, yeah, everything's kind of just taking us back seat to be like, hey, let's look for, you know, nothing like truly impactful and crazy when it comes to it. Like, like, even like the Napster article that we did a whole episode on, like, I thought that was going to blow up and people were really going to have their conversation. And I just felt like it fizzled and like gone forever.
1: Mm, Good point. So going back to um destinations investing in themselves i will say los angeles the la tourism and convention board put out this promo called staycation trying to target the locals the angelenos to go support restaurants and hotel stays and like activities going to like museums safely
0: well, it makes sense, too, because they, they get all their funding is through like tourism related taxes, like restaurants and like usually heads and beds was it's, how they made it's all, all that all, money. It's all heads and beds. Yeah. So now like they have to instead of worrying about attracting, you know, the 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 tourists who are going to come in and spend money at the restaurants and the hotels and they got to like focus on the locals. And I, I think it's smart because like like though I just don't know if cities are sometimes ready for it like so Tui, you you go up to Sedona all the time up in Arizona so you know this but the they like we've been trying to get Airbnbs in Sedona or up north like you have to book like three four months out. It used to be sometimes you the weekend of you just be like I'm feeling hot this week you guys want to go up to Sedona but like, oh there's this nice house let's book it boom done like now nah, it's been like almost impossible to find things that are like outside of things but that's Phoenix too because it's 120 degrees and right now and it'll probably reverse once it gets cool down here but that's definitely my been, people's
1: we're all just Booking for the weekend, going to Big Bear and Mammoth and in Arizona, up to Las Vegas. Are you
0: finding the same thing that's hard to find Airbnbs though?
1: I haven't looked for an Airbnb because I live in oh, you've been staying in like a, hotels? Uh, no, I'm here in Venice, just working out. Wait,
0: you drive all the way to Sedona?
1: Oh, like I sleep stay sleep in your car with... and then drive- No. Well, yeah, because you, you, you have family then. Yes. So. Okay. <laughs> I was
0: like, what? Yeah, I was just saying like, where do you stay when you do it? But I don't know. When you'd like me. to know.
1: Dustin, what else we
0: got? Yeah,
2: that, that was a bit personal. Will. jeez, <laughs> Leave the girl she, alone. She comes, Let she comes to my
0: state, and then she never wants to hang out. and wow. I just want to go look at the whirlpools. I don't. I'm I'm, al- I want to find out whether it's a female or male vortex. With I'm so allergic to cats. I, I can't. It. I
1: can't. I don't have be to bring around a cat.
0: You think like I bring the cats? I know with you me? definitely cuddle them all. Like you are the you are the little spoon to all of yes, them. Yes, totally. But like my like I don't like come like I'm not like a giant fur ball walking around. Okay, but this is getting off topic for a second, so we'll bring it up. What other articles
1: in. are we All right, seeing? I got,
0: I got a headline that I thought was interesting that um if since we don't have to talk about it, but I thought it was interesting was this uh virtual meetings may pose barriers to women. Hmm. And uh, it's on Meetings Net. Shout outs to Meetings Net. And they said uh, a recent survey of more than 1,100 female business leaders. I kind of wish the survey was a bigger sample size, but it says 45% say it's difficult for women to speak up in virtual meetings, while 20% said they feel uh, felt ignored or overlooked in an online meeting. Furthermore, f- three in five say the prospects of gain promotion in the new f- environment are far worse than the pre-COVID-19 environment. Hmm.
2: Justin, what do you think? Hmm. I think that's that's quite. Uh, Interesting. i wonder why i wonder why that is i'm trying to like i'm trying to understand why like what the, that is
0: it, like do you think it's that it's this prejudice that existed like way long ago and we were and we were getting over it and we were over it mm-hmm. and then now it's coming back in this environment
2: yeah i wonder i wonder if in a virtual world women are just more professional and more polite and that that you know when you're in a you know it's like like this podcast for example like if you don't if you don't butt in and you don't what? assert yourself you can you can be forgotten quite quickly um, mm-hmm. so I wonder if it's not you know just they're you know just men are just assholes just jerks and and yeah but I, I don't I, I don't know that that um, that does that uh, does you know, uh, why I mean I, that that must be it because it says that forty five percent say it's difficult for women to speak up in a virtual meeting while twenty percent feel they're ignored or overlooked, which is interesting to me because I would think that 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 women would have a better handle on the technology, um more so than men, um and you think that would give them a leg up, um just because men are t- typically quite useless with technology, especially new technology, huh? Maybe I'm wrong there. What do you think, Chewy? Why why don't we let the only woman on the podcast answer last? I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk, Chewy, but...
1: It's It's really hard to empathize and to really think about this because my experience has been positive. Well, I'm an extrovert, right, you guys? So, like, I am going to... But I think maybe women tend to listen more, so that's why we're maybe more quiet because we're trying to truly understand. Um, But if anything, I would say... I feel like the women I do talk to, we're on this like empowered movement, right? We are saying like, we're not wearing makeup or we get to be like authentically us and we're not apologizing as much when, you know, the cat, dog, kids are like screaming in the background. We're more compassionate in that way. And so if what, 45% you said, well, and Dustin, like that's a mm-hmm. lot. That's. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. The, sam- so. the, sa- the sample I mean, isn't the that sample that big, size is not The sample size is small
0: too. That could be like an association, like like no offense. I like I, well. I guess I'll click on the the source of it and see if I can figure out wh- where the actual data came from. But um, you know, I mean, forty five percent of eleven 1, hundred people is only four hundred fifty people. Let's see a report by Catalyst. Is this cat like Catalyst Creative or a different Catalyst? Continue no without idea. supporting. I won't support you with my, your ads. I think this might be catalyst, creative. Or... Tui,
2: what's your what's? Give us a tip on how you how you manage that when you're in a big virtual setting and you need to get your point across or you need to like jump in.
0: Oh, this data set's really tainted. So
1: I would, well, virtually through a video conference. Yeah, yeah. One trick I actually learned is to look at the camera when the person is talking do little gestures to, to, acknowledge. And I do like filter words. If I'm trying to, to butt in, like I'll make either just a noise like, Oh, or, Ooh. Mm. And then oh, that's, that's where smart. I would, that's when I would insert. Or, um, a lot of times I'll just ask a question, mm-hmm. if anything, right. Just instead of returning it back on me and saying, well, here, let me tell you my experience. I'll instead say, well, elaborate on that more, or mm-hmm. I feel this way. What do you, and then Again, like direct them back so it's a conversation and not just being talked at, Mm -hmm. because no one wants that.
2: That's that's a great tip. I lean. I will like I will adjust or make some sort of physical movement so that people can see that I'm moving, or I'll lean in closer to the camera, and that is like the indicator that I have something to say. Um,
0: I like to do the like I raise my finger and do the like. And open my mouth to act like I'm about to talk to you <laughs> sometimes. But I like the ooh mm-hmm. or ah because it doesn't like distract from the conversation. And mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, they hear a noise. They're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, e, You know, I like that a lot. Um, I was going to add add on to this, guys. Like, actually, I should have clicked on this. This this actually this data might be a little bit skewed. Um, and this is props to anybody who actually reads into this stuff. But I've, I clicked through. I found the article that they cite CNBC. CNBC sites catalyst which is which is an association for workplaces that work for women so like not that i feel like there's this is wrong that necessarily they do feel this way but if you have an association or a group of people who are about empowering women i feel like they might be less empowered and that's why they're there too like in in some ways so that might also affect them to make that data higher the the, the case higher for them to say hey I feel like I'm not you know, able to speak up in meetings where I'm ignored 100% as well. Like I'm not saying that necessarily this isn't an issue, but like I, I think it is important to look at the data on here as well.
1: I like that. Call to action. Fact check. So All the it was a
2: survey that was, so Catalyst put together a survey, sent it to Edelman Intelligence to put together the survey, posted it, then... Okay, so C N B C took it, posted about it, and then Meetings Net posted about it. And Meetings. Okay, so, so, Meetings so, so, like, it's is, is of- like three paragraphs. It's like every time this thing gets reposted, it gets smaller and smaller.
0: <laughs> it, it is, yeah. This article this, this is actually a really cool study too. So just search catalyst.org. Um, workplace inclusion, COVID-19 or impact of COVID-19 on workplace inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool, actually really interesting. You're right. Sorry. I jumped to conclusions a little bit too. I'd actually read the first opening paragraph. I skipped to the data and I looked at the, t- the headline of who coming from, but it is um, done by Edelman, which would be considered like the third neutral third party. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like 1100 people is not a huge data set. Like,
2: yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I think we could like go to it. Events Industry Association get more people to to get feedback on that, and we're like a small subset, right? So Mm I don't know. Should we should we move on to the next headline? What we find? Let's do it. Tui, what do you got? I was just waiting for you guys (laughs) 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 to look up the articles. I was just
1: provide my feedback. Uh, lately articles I've been reading. I mean
0: well you were laying down some stats before we recorded. and That's so what it was like we Oh, this.
1: you mean the that was actually an Instagram story to shout out event planner. I Gabby from uh, it's, it's a credible source. That's where actually let's see So here are some actually I guess bad news for around the world um, this is by sh- reshared by Guardian coronavirus updates and was made on the 25th of September. Full lockdown recommended for Madrid. London added to UK watch list after seeing over 620 cases in the past 24 hours. The Netherlands has its worst day for new cases confirming 2,777 in the past 24 hours. The virus is continuing to mutate, with experts believing it is probably becoming more contagious. The global death toll passed 980,000 today. India, 86,052 new infections in the last 24 hours. And Brazil canceled its carnival parade for the first time in 100 years. So I'm coming at you with that bad news.
0: Well, I'm going to pile on to some bad news, but I thought this article was interesting. The Institute for Labor Economics... Uh, initiated by the Deutsche Post Foundation. Uh, it's about the contagion externality of the super spreading event, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally and COVID-19.
2: <laughs> You've been dying and, uh, to talk about this. I am, I really <laughs> want to talk
0: about this. I actually haven't read this, but like, I just was like, ooh, really interesting. Um, but they say nearly 500,000 motorcycle enthusiasts converge on Sturgis, South Dakota. Everyone knows Sturgis, right? And now it's being served as a super spreader event. And that there was very little social distancing. Oh, they used a- anonymized fu- cell phone data from Safegraph Inc. They documented the pings from residents, non-residents, foot traffic at restaurants, and so much stuff. It says that they experienced a seven to twelve percent increase in COVID-related cases.
2: Isn't that crazy? Six
0: six to seven cases per one thousand population. This is very interesting. We'll link it down below. But there's a
2: there's a full report um there was a full study done on this who did i send it to and it is really really interesting and it talks about how how the spread actually happened i will find the link and we'll yeah 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 yeah. i'll find the link and we'll put it down in the uh wherever you look when you when we say we'll post the link we'll put it there
0: (laughs) in that spot our intro guide
1: does that
2: for us
0: check out the links down below um
1: yeah that's
2: that's crazy um yeah led to 260 new covid 19 cases that rally oh man what a hassle god events are sure getting shit on all over the place for this
0: So, uh, so here's an interesting event that i'll tell you guys about so you guys remember in march how i was supposed to go to belgium to go to that music festival yes, yes
2: you've never let us forget it yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up doing one in cologne germany versus like yeah anyways, it's not relevant. they decided to do the festival but they did it as the first ever covid safe like drum and bass festival right like i don't think it's the first covid safe festival period um but i'll post you a link to maybe the if i can find an article on it um but they decided to do it in this arena and sell, like obviously sell tickets to it wow of course like i search rampage cologne and it's like searching actual cologne no like cologne germany um but what's interesting yeah, is they decided to do it in cologne and they did it in an arena here's what's interesting they did little platforms all the way around like pods of people so you could buy when you bought tickets you bought tickets for like six friends So you buy tickets for, like, your crew and, like, six people or so or whatever it is, and you all packed into this arena um, that essentially had these platforms all around. But, yeah, they had a music festival in a closed arena, like, and people not wearing masks and everything like that. I mean, like, I don't know if there's going to be any studies that come out of it that show, like, whether it did anything. But it was just, I think, an interesting case for in-person events to be designed. But, man, I was – like, obviously, like, I follow them on social media. They got so much flack. Like, So I don't even know if it's like worth it though at that point because like the social media management they had to do like I was watching every comment and almost every comment said something like are you dumb is this like are you stupid like how dare you do this like people like coming hard at them I mean there's people are like yeah woo and they sold tickets I don't know if it sold out but it definitely I think it got to like 70% capacity or so but like what 70% capacity for an arena is like 10% true capacity right it was just very very interesting to see an event like that kind of like try to happen you know
2: mm-hmm yeah talking. I think I think it's interesting as you're as you're talking about you know what other people are saying online to those that are trying to put together events and I'm seeing a lot of that too I know right at the beginning of COVID we have the Calgary Stampede which is uh it's is a, a large uh rodeo festival that happens here and I think it attracts about 1.3 million people over 10 days that go through this like midway type setup. So it's close quarters and almost day one of the, the acceptance of COVID crisis, people were, people were like immediately like, like just, just crying out for it to be canceled on day one. Like didn't. Like it, like it mattered to somebody so much that it was canceled. And, and I think that, I think we're going to see a lot of that as events start to come back online. I think people are going to be really vocal about not having events and it's going to go on for a long long time and i do believe that that sort of lack of consumer confidence or that fear that we've now ingrained in everybody is going to affect us for the long haul i think there's going to be a lot of opposition to large-scale gatherings coming up and it's going to go way beyond what the health officials say we're going to be now at the whim of people's people's own personal fears and that is going to be a, a huge challenge to overcome
1: Damn, that should be that should have been our topic today because mm-hmm. I was gonna bring a bish bash being in Vegas slash connect, which is now in Florida. I sent it to like my close event prof crew, and I didn't realize like so many of them was like no, thank you, pass, not going, and I was ready to like road trip it with them, mm-hmm. and that was gonna be it's the end of September, the twenty eighth that we're recording. So mm-hmm. when they announced it, I was gonna it, go
2: to that, but I'm not allowed to. Our borders are still closed. <laughs>
1: oh
0: we Will can't see... I'll, I'll come over there and get Canada, you, come yeah. do our events industry yeah, events. It's all right. I would have
2: <laughs> felt... Uh, this might be a bit controversial, but I would have felt safer going to Vegas than I would have going to Orlando from an outsider's perspective. Because I think well, that's Vegas... I think Vegas has I agree. done... Vegas has been the loudest and the most... Up front with the the procedures that they've put into place. I mean, Vegas reopening made the news, and every hotel, all the big hotels, I I saw articles or I watched videos on their reopening precautions and what they did, and they were kind of the first to open. And I think that my perception is is that Vegas is a safer place to go. Um, and you know, obviously, I could do a little bit of research to debunk that, but I I actually wasn't. I would have considered going if it wasn't for the whole border lockdown and the mandatory two week um, um, quarantine on the other side. But um, but yeah, I felt like Vegas was doing what they needed to do to open safely and to open reopen safely. Yeah.
1: Mm. I agree with you, Dustin. And I was just in Vegas and stayed at a hotel for the first time. I had to go get my hair done after. Six months of not doing it. I didn't want people to think that it wasn't a natural blonde. So I agreed with that. And as Florida, like I don't, as an American, I don't feel safe going to Florida with all their wacky rules. Did you know, Justin, that the Florida governor is going to reopen everything? Like not everything, but restaurants and bars with uh, no rules.
2: I didn't. All I know about Florida is what the media says and that it's just a shit show. And Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad I don't talk about Arizona like that because we're just as bad Are yes you? We also we Arizona <laughs> what
2: what's what's the deal why is it so hard for you guys to get your shit together down there what's the problem I,
0: we you don't know this know. is the same state that brought you you can bring guns into bars and that you can well pull that makes over sense. and ask them for their birth certificate without even any reason yeah Arizona what, yeah so,
2: what's the problem
0: like, what, why we have, why we suck so much?
2: Yeah. Well, you said it, not me. I love Arizona.
0: <laughs> all Canadians love Arizona. No, all of like Arizona is going to come after you. It's well, it's cheap and warm. <laughs> it's like a Canadian's dream. Yeah. I um, just don't want
2: any more hate mail from the Americans. I love America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I don't know. I Like, here's the thing. Like, I've learned through all this is like communication is like everything when it comes to this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, I think I was watching a Vox documentary on this of like, how did the, um, I think it. Oh shit! I think it was not SARS. It was uh, anthrax. When anthrax happened, versus like this essentially, and when anthrax happened, like they talked about, like the big difference is that when the reason why anthrax was handled so well is that you, um, they always had communication come from a medical professional, not from a politician. So there was no undeniable fact that this was the truth, that this is what was going to happen. Whereas this time it got very much political politicized mm-hmm. and like it, it, all the news came from a politician. So people were right. divided on what they thought, whether you care about Trump or not, like it, you're always, everyone's always going to have an opinion on a politician. And the other thing was as well, it's like um, – I mean, that was like the main theme of it, but it's just like, I think the thing about it was like clear, concise communication that comes from a trusted source and no one else is one of the reasons why. And I think that Arizona was the opposite. Our governor was giving all the news and saying exactly what had happened. And like, if he screwed up, like no one trusted anything he would ever say. Right. And And the, I mean, honestly, I can't even name the head of the department of health in Arizona. But like mm-hmm. I know our governor's name and I know he was a big part of the news and everything was happening. So I think that was a big reason why hmm. um, as well. So but like I think, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm learning a lot <laughs> through scaling the company, too. But like you can't repeat yourself enough too. like. So like if it's one of those things where you're saying like you got to wear masks, it's not just, hey, wear masks. Mm-hmm. It's got to like it's got to be everywhere. It's got to be repeated. Mm-hmm. It's got to be repeated to the mm-hmm. point where people mock you. And that's how you know they know it.
2: Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, you know, you're you know, you're an executive when you start getting mocked.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's how you know you're being a good executive because then they actually are yeah. listening to what you're saying.
2: <laughs> well, you said something, you you did say something that I, that I thought was quite interesting. And there's, you know, a lot of people are talking about Sweden and whether they did it right, whether they did it wrong, like why they're seeing, you know, why they saw, you know, success after starting in such a failure. And one of the things that I keep reading about Sweden is that they were very, very clear. And very easy to understand for the residents of Sweden. So their their health officials and their politicians they made it very simple for people to understand, and the people just did what they were told, and that is what got them to a, to a place of success. And we have so many so many areas of of the world that you know, or I see, I see a lot of this online where people are like, well, why can't we just do what Sweden did? And I said, cause it's too late. Cause they've already poisoned the population with all this, all this politicized bullshit because we can't go back. Cause we've built so much mistrust that how do you undo it? And I think that is what governments all around the world are facing because they came out, they made the wrong decisions. I think so many people were so underprepared for this. Um, and it became political and now where do you go where you trust the politicians that are leading you? Even in, even in nice Canada, there's so much mistrust to our politicians for the way that they're handling this. And, um, and yeah, so I, I think that, I think that is the, like the, the, the millions of studies that will go on once this is over on how it was dealt with. I hope the one thing that, that politicians learn is that, is that what this needed was, clear honest accurate information and that's something that uh that we sure didn't get a lot of in the beginning and how do you how do you put that back in the box once it's been opened i don't think you do i think you end up right where we are now we kind of deserve to be where we are
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what the
2: hell is that gif that dog looks
0: We have a little chat, and I just posed a really weird gift for everybody who's a cow. Yeah, obviously, see our little chat, but it's a very—I don't know—I just picked the first gift that popped up. Um, all right, what other headlines are we seeing? Anything else in the news that we are seeing? Well, you guys have some. You guys have an election
2: coming up. I see that in the news. Yes. Oh no. I, what I what I want to ask I, before I talk about your guys' crazy election, I was I was thinking about this the other day like with all this covid news i wonder what's going on in the world that we're not hearing about cuz you know that oh, like, yeah. like the, especially the especially, especially like cycle. like corrupt governments or um you know secret governments they never let a good crisis go to waste so you have to wonder what the hell is going on in the world right now that nobody's telling you like i bet you there's some some weird shit going on i bet you we're going to come out of this and there's going to be things that have happened that we didn't even know were on mm. the books
0: Mm. Let us know if there's some crazy shit going hmm. on that we don't know about. Let us know. What country? What, com.
2: what country is it that they're they're going into people's houses and writing tickets for like physical distance violations? Canada. So, is it? It's not in Canada. No, that's <laughs> yeah. It totally is happening in Canada. Oh, it's in Ontario. I I actually <laughs> thought it was I thought I thought it was in Australia. Like and that's Ontario, Canada. I thought it started in uh, in Australia. It probably and now did. Yeah, I'm just
0: joking because, like, in Canada, they're doing it, and you're Canadian. Well,
2: if we want to start talking about things that are going on in the world around us that we're not noticing, it's like we're slowly getting stripped away of some of our, our our freedoms and our and I think there's some scary shit going on. And I think I think people should follow the rules. I think you should wear your damn mask when you're told to. I think that we should take this very very seriously. But I also think we have to balance that out with with not, not allowing our freedoms to be erased because it's a slippery slope. And I think there's, I think there's so much fucked up shit going on in the world right now. It's scary stuff. And yeah, you are right. It is, it is Ontario, but they're there. Yeah. Ontario and Quebec and Canada are seeing some really, really shitty numbers. And I think they yeah. had seven, 700 cases, um, which again, I fucking, I hate, I, I hate the case count. I hate the case count. The, like counting cases is not real information. That's not real information. Um, but yeah, they're they're starting to see a, a spike.
0: Well, it's interesting. I think I remember reading an article at the beginning too about how like so right at the beginning of COVID when this all started happening too, um, I think it was the FCC struck down some huge net neutrality law that and like it went completely. No one even noticed it, and I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I haven't recapped on, but again, I guess this shows you like how it just got f- thrown on the rug. But it was like it was something huge, like. Hey, because of this, internet companies can literally look at every single thing you're looking at on the internet or some something crazy like that. It was like one of those. Like people were like, You have to look at this, you have to look at this and it's boop, got done. No, it didn't even make the news cycle. I think. I think the only reason I read it is because Reddit basically all they do is talk about the internet being violated in some sort of way. But yeah, I feel like that's happening every single day. There's something crazy happening. Like even just look we were talking about this right now. Like going into this, we're like, okay, so what's going on right now? Taxes are released by Trump. We have an election Mm -hmm. going on. We have all the coronavirus stuff. We have a Supreme Justice hasn't been filled yet. There's like all this news being piled up. And we're like, well, what's happening like beyond those things, which Mm -hmm. like we don't really need to talk about on this show. um, But the like like that's it's totally getting crowded out in a lot of ways. And that might be one of the reasons to go back to your original point. Dustin is like why are we not getting good news is because like Mm -hmm. everyone's so distracted by everything else going on that like can anything actually important even get out right now?
1: I'm like overly... I just got a wave of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me so sad. Dustin, your negativity re- ripped off here oh, I did, in I, LA. Didn't,
2: I didn't mean it to. I think I think of anything. I well, think just that thinking
1: about all of this but, and thinking about the social dilemma that everyone yeah. needs to go watch and thinking about oh, how... the social dilemma. Ugh. Have you seen it? You yeah,
2: know? I I thought it was really poorly done.
1: Really? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I did. Because I...
1: I may or may not have cried when I saw yeah. the little girl delete her message because you only got two likes. Yeah, well, I, I, th- last I think
2: it's all, I think it's all real and true, but I don't, I don't, I think it's just more fear mongering. I think that there's, it's not, it's another, it's another documentary that's meant to get you scared and meant to, meant to get people riled up, but it doesn't, it doesn't talk about how you can affect change. It doesn't talk about, I just, I'm just, I'm over all of this sort of sensational garbage.
0: At the same time, though, like, like, I think something that's been apparent over these last couple of years is that people don't listen to facts. They listen to emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, these like sensationalism it sometimes works. Right. Like. So let's think about this. Right. We are, we, we, we are. We're pretty online. We're digital natives over here. Right. Like we met because of the Internet in the first place. Right. Um, so well I guess technically, yeah, the internet. We'll say yeah, the internet is how we met. And that's how we gather, we talk to each other all the time. But there's probably people out there who are like, Yeah, i I'm my Facebook and then they don't realize like how much it's sucking them in and they see that and they're like, Holy crap, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Facebook tracks everything that I do And then now they're like, Okay, I'm willing to make a change But that was the that dog in general is depressing though because it was also like, What do you do to fix this? And they're like there's nothing really well i think
2: i think what they i think what they said that was the most concerning was that was that nobody nobody's looking at fixing it because there's no like they don't they don't want to right so all these employees that have left have been you know they've all recognized that 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 no one at the top is even thinking about fixing this and i think that there's they're, you know, The really unfortunate part is when you start to think about how much control these digital companies have over you, when you start to think of the good they could do for you, it's that is what's depressing to me. When you think about how they can target the things you see and the things you feel, means that they know the way, what you see and how you feel. So, you know, these companies can can do a lot of good in somebody's life if you're if you're feeling down or you're having dark thoughts, like they can change that. They can put more powerful things in front of you. They can there, there's so much good that can be done. And I think when I watched it, that was the one thing that I walked away from. And it was like, it's too bad that these people aren't coming from a place of good because they could for all the bad that they do, they could they could do such great things for people's lives. And yeah. But at the end of the day they're businesses that that make money and I it's 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 a business and i think the day is gone though where you can say you know you have a choice whether you want to engage in it or not i don't know that we have a choice anymore i think that those days are gone think of think of so there's so much in our life where you get pushed to these platforms or you are you're forced to use them and now more than ever before in this in this all digital world that we're living and working in like you don't have a choice not to use a smartphone you don't have a choice not to use not to engage on on some of these platforms sure you don't have to have facebook and post every picture of your cat and your grandkids but you know look at look at the way websites log in and sign you up now like it's not just the social media companies it's it's becoming everything i know there's there's lots of different programs that i or um websites that i use that you can only log in using your social credentials so it's like we are being forced to be there it's not the choice that it used to be and and i don't know that you can actually live in a in a completely social digital free world anymore i don't think it's possible preach
0: yeah i would drop the mic but it's attached to a microphone arm that isolates the amount of noise from it as well do you want me to drop it for you you're so fancy drop it drop it it's gonna make a big noise and like Shoot. that guys i think we should wrap this oh one up God. before <laughs> you drop the mic unplug your earphones from the mic. pro tip 101 for your av yeah. needs all there you go long. you guys <laughs> all right guys that's uh, our budget well,
1: we get sound effects real sound effects over all here. right
0: what's what's our what's our takeaway today what's our one what's our one piece I think one of the things is I'm excited for another week. I mean, like, that's one of the things I think I've learned throughout all of this is that, like, whenever you're feeling down for a week, just wait another week. Something's gonna, something good's around the corner. Something good's gonna happen. You know, like, I, I and I think at the same time, too, as shitty as it sounds, if something's good's happening, just be always prepared that there's something mm-hmm. probably bad around the corner as well. Like, you know, like, I think if you go in with that stoic thought and knowing that, like, hey, be prepared for the worst, but also when you're in the worst, remember that there's always good things as well. Um, That's the one thing I think I'm taking away. And I, I take that also not just from like the new, the crappy news cycle we had that had nothing to talk about. There was a good <laughs> conversation, at least that still came out of it. And honestly, like something crazy is going to happen in the news and we're going to have a topic for next week anyways. Right. Um, So that's just my thoughts uh, just based on everything I got going on in my life. So what about you guys?
2: Tell me what you got?
1: Mine's just being grateful for co- having conversations like this. Right. Like we have such a great opportunity to connect, even though it is digitally to just go through what's going on in today's world. And I think so many people are isolated Mm -hmm. and, and just read them and maybe not get fact checked or not be able to elaborate more and continuously get educated on these topics. So I'm just really grateful. That's my takeaway. I know these like, we we make fun of like event brew and stuff but it really has become this community and we have connected through other with other event professionals in good ways and bad ways but at least it's connecting and we more than ever need that sense of belonging in today's quarantine life
2: true i'm i'm when you say that i i think you're very right i am like the more we get into covid the more i'm starting to ask myself like are we all in this together or are we just all in this at the same time? Um, and I I think that might be an interesting conversation or another episode for later. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, clearly I think that, you know, one of my takeaways from skimming the, the news today is... I think you have to work harder than ever before to find out what's really going on in the world and in your community. And I think that I think there's a lot of really great things that are happening. And I miss the beginning of COVID when all of these entrepreneurs were figuring it out, when the breweries were figuring out how to make hand sanitizer, or the distilleries were figuring out how to make hand sanitizer, and all these all these small businesses were finding these solutions. Like that, that felt good. That felt like there was this really so much positive going on in the world. And um, I think. Because it's getting it's getting louder, I think you have to work harder to find those stories. And that is my my commitment for the week is I'm going to go find some good news, um, not for you all, but for myself. Because clearly, I've had enough shitty news for one lifetime.
0: Apparently, the good news only lasts like a couple of days, and then by the time you get here, all, all that's left is the shitty news.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, by the t- by the time you read the sur, by the time you read the survey that's been passed through seven <laughs> different times. seven different websites, you don't really know what you're reading anymore. True. Sure. That.
0: Well, we'd love to know from your guys's end, all our listeners, you know, what, what, what's, what's been a good piece of news that you found or something that's excited you over the last couple months as well, or if not weeks or days, or maybe even the last couple hours. Let us know event brew at hello com. We love hearing from our fans. In fact, um, for those who don't know, we had a little special fan event coming up um, that we will be recording. Uh, so if you are on the lookout and you follow us on all the socials, um, you'll know about it. And you'll be probably in attendance where you get to ask us anything and join on in. But if not, you'll get to catch the recording on the next episode. But make sure to go follow us. Do all the things. This has been Will Curran from Endless Events.
1: Two weeks unemployed.
0: <laughs> Hire
2: me. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Dustin, still very much employed. <laughs> and we'll see you guys all next time. This has been the Vent Brew crew. Peace out.
2: Peace. Bye. Bye. Does the dog say bye?
1: Louis was just barking because he's... Want to say woof, anything, woof. Louis. Louis. <gasps> oh. Come on. You can
0: do it, Louis. Come on. You can do it. Let him oh. make the microphone. I'll make a noise. Did you hear I the did. yawn? I didn't hear about <laughs> oh. that. You guys are right finally,
1: on. finally over. <laughs>
0: Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.